Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 133. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. We're here each and every week, my friends, to give you the latest and the greatest in the world of Apple, the iPhone, the iPad, maybe even an ITB one of these days. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> anyway, folks, we are excited to be here. And of course, Stephen Cross is in the chat room this morning. He says, I'm waiting for those drums to be kicking. That's just for you, Stephen. Alright, so anyway folks, we are back with another episode of Help I Got a Mac And uh, it's going to be a fun show today because I don't know if I'm actually going to like Apple this week Uh-oh Uh-oh I don't know if you've read it yet, but there is a special story that's been circulating around the web, my friend And it's all about Apple filing some kind of patent related to jailbreaking iPhones that's a big over oversimplification. It's uh, it's more about a security uh, set to be able to prove uh, that you know you're you're Cliff. Um, and you know they they covered a wide range of things, but they did mention you know unauthorized access and stuff like that, which jailbreaking could fall under. Uh, but basically, they talked about being able to disable the phone based on a certain criteria, either checking to see if it's the authorized user, if it's running authorized code, but also crazy things like checking your heartbeat to, to see if it matches who you are because heartbeats are a lot like fingerprints where you know they can be uh, identical and things like that. So there's a lot of weird stuff that's covered in there that pretty much cover the whole gambit of being able to you know tell who you are through security reasons, you know being able to you know use the camera to take pictures of where you are. And basically what it was is to, to be able to, to uh, disable the phone, uh, the the phone's sense you know uh, personal data. So like let's say you know you lost your phone, some guy picked it up, couldn't pass the security uh, measures, it would it would automatically erase the phone. So, and a lot of people are kind of extra, you know extrapolating that, saying that you know this is going to cover jailbreak and stuff like that. You know who knows. Um, my thought though is, is if it does cover jailbreak, like if, like let's say you know the reports come out now that Apple can go into your phone, and if I hacked my phone or, or you know did whatever I wanted to because you know it's my my piece of hardware and they disabled it. Uh, I might be going to Android after that. I don't know. That's, that's, that, that might be the, the final straw for me in, uh, in the iPhone. Well, I'll I tell you what. I currently have a jailbroken iPhone 4, and I, I full well know that I have voided my warranty. And despite that, I made the decision to jailbreak my phone. Now, if I were to, mm-hmm. if I were to get shut down by AT&T because Apple said, hey, we have detected that this phone is, is jailbroken, which automatically we assume that you know that means that his phone has been stolen and uh, you probably should shut down service. If this happens, I agree with you. I'm, I'm out of the Apple world uh, when it comes to the phone and, and the iPad and all that other stuff. I, it, that, that just gets ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, wow. Saying, yeah, that, it's saying just- that is scary because, I mean... Can I really leave the Apple world? That that's that's the real question. I don't know. Can can I really do that? 
I don't know, man. Have you have you used an Android phone like for any length of time? Uh, no, I, I couldn't get. I mean, I f- the the closest I've been to an Android f- Android phone was my friend Jonathan. He had the the Droid, and uh, I love Jonathan. He's a great friend, but man, the phone. I just there's no way it's not an iPhone. Yeah, there's just something about it that's just not right. Yeah. You know, does that does that make sense? It, it it's well, I I'll tell you what. If if I never held an iPhone before, there'd be something about it yeah. that would I would just totally as a geek, I would totally be blown away by the Droid. The Droid would be like the most awesome thing on the face of this earth if I had not had the experience of the iPhone. I, yeah, I that's have, a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah the, the I, Droid would be a fantastic experience if the iPhone never existed. Exactly. But now that the iPhone exists, I, I will tell you that I, I just don't know how you can improve upon it with the exception of all the stupid stuff that Apple does. Yeah, yeah. And there's things that I want, you know, better lock screen. We've talked about this before. Here, know, well, here's the deal. You know, you, the, the, you know, people sit there and say, oh, I want the iPhone on Verizon. I want the iPhone on Verizon. I want the iPhone on... Well, forget iPhone on Verizon. I mean, okay, that's cool. You want iPhone on the Verizon, that's great. But this here, the, the, the big, the big hangs up, everybody blames AT&T. Everybody blames the AT&T. And now if I lived in South, San Francisco, I'd probably be right there with you. Okay. Uh, trust me. I'm not in San Francisco. I get great AT&T coverage, all that other stuff. But here we are. We're talking about Apple who comes out and said, and uses language months ago saying jailbreaking is illegal. That's their language, right? Am I incorrect in this? No, that's correct. Okay, so they came out and said jailbreaking is illegal. And now, last thing, last time I heard, uh, you know, and, and it's been a while since I was in school and I, I studied the, you know, the branches of the government, but I don't remember Apple being one of those branches. <laughs> Am I, I wrong? Right. I, I mean, think, some things could have changed. I don't think they fall under the judicial or executive branch of the of the government. So, so, so. I, I I haven't ever heard of where Apple or Steve Jobs can pass and enact a law that makes jailbreaking your phone illegal. Now, of course, exactly. are, are they maybe extrapolating that hey, due to the DMCA, we are protected, and so therefore, if you break your jailbreak your iPhone, it is illegal and in violation to the DMCA. Is that what they were saying? If so, okay, let's give them that. But hey. Somebody well, over the, there in the government. Thing, though, the, the courts just ruled that that's not a violation of the DMCA. That's right. Yeah. So so basically, you know, okay, Steve Jobs, that that that's all great and fine. But we, the government, say that there's an exclusion for jailbreaking your phones. So if if people want to jailbreak the iPhone, ah, eh, not illegal. Go go for it. All right. And so then, yeah, now they can say that it voids your warranty. They're they're fully within their rights to do so. And I'm totally cool but, with having no warranty on my phone. But don't, 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 here's the thing. Don't go out there for my protection and say, well, if Cliff Ravenscraft's phones has been jailbroken, AT&T, that automatically means Cliff has this law abiding citizen. Oh, wait, wait a second. Wait, he's law abiding. Even if he does jailbreak his phone. Well, you know what? Because his usage is different than maybe what we had intended. That must mean that he's probably got his phone stolen. And so therefore we're going to act on his behalf. To shut down his phone, AT and T, please knock him off the system. Whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and there's, you know, um, do you know how long it'd take for me to realize my phone was stolen? Thirteen seconds. I, if I, that. If my phone was stolen, I would know within an hour, guaranteed. Right, right. And, and I it, would call AT and T and say, "Shut down my phone." 
Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, if you're jailbreaking your phone, you're obviously doing something, you know, you're, you're stealing apps from the app store. No, I, you know what? Every app that I have on my phone, even the jailbroken ones, I've bought. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I bought them from the Cydia store or the, from Rock or from wherever. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm legitimately using these apps. I buy more apps than I even want to admit for my iphone and my app uh, uh, for my ipad and i will tell you that percent <laughs> <Me> <laughs> of all the apps that i own i purchased from the i the the app store i have purchased two applications jailbroken for my phone i won't tell you what they are but i will tell you i have purchased two jailbroken iphone applications for my phone and to be honest with you, I, I have no desire for any other application in the jailbroken community. I just wanted those. I just wanted two features for my phone. We probably got the same ones. Yeah, but we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> but uh, speaking of apps, an actual app store app came out uh, either today or last night. And I, I saw it this morning and downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Netflix. Netflix on the iPhone. Now, you know what? I, I got it this morning and it, it actually hung my phone. Uh, <laughs> It worked fine for me. So no, it, it I actually worked. It worked. It worked fine. And then I loaded it up a second time, and it hung my phone. Um, and I and and actually hitting the home button wouldn't even bring it down. I had to actually do a, a hard reset on it. Oh no! Uh, or is it a soft reset? When you push the two buttons, is that a soft or a hard? I would consider that a hard reset. Yeah, there okay. is, there is a way to actually, and you know what? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Let's let's see if you have an app that's kind of hanging up the phone. Yeah, like uh, this happens with Safari a lot, where you can. You can go into the app and it locks up, but you can hit the home button and it, it brings it back out and you can do other things. But if you go back into Safari, it's still kind of locked up. Mm-hmm. What you do is you hold uh, home and the power button until the the little you know slide to power off thing comes on. Yeah. Then hold in the home button. You know, take your finger off the uh, off off both of them, but then put your thumb back on the hold button and hold it. What that'll do is that'll force shut down that application without shutting down the rest of the phone. That is awesome. And I've used that a couple times and it works really really well. So guess what I'm looking at on my iPhone right now? I just loaded it up at, since rebooting my phone, and uh, I've pulled it right back up, Netflix. And if anybody's interested, uh, there is, if you have a Netflix account, you can go in and it's available for instant viewing. I've been watching off and on, uh, trying to get through Welcome to Macintosh. Have you seen this movie? I have. There's actually two, two uh, Apple documentaries on, on there. Macheads? Yeah, which isn't, I don't think it's, as, well, one of them's not as good. I can't remember which one it I is. I didn't though. like Macheads. It may have been it. But I've been enjoying Welcome to Macintosh, although I've been slow to get through it. But I'll be faster now that I have it on my iPhone because I have my iPhone more places with me than I do uh, my iPad. So, um, yeah. And it works over 3G, which is awesome. That is cool. Um, I'm wondering what they're going to do. I mean, with this unlimited plan, I mean, I'm on I'm unlimited and I have the, you know, the uh, Netflix. I wonder if they're going to assume that I need to be shut down because I'm using more stuff than i used to i you know what i don't know it'll be interesting to find out we'll find I, out I, that sounds like an experiment worth doing my my buddy old pal <laughs> i don't know about that but anyway <laughs> one thing i am noticing i i just want to point out something that is very much missing from the application and if if you think i'm wrong and please tell me i am but i cannot manage my my netflix queue from the netflix ip application for the iphone your instant queue or your your, your my, disk queue my my disk queue. 
Yeah, I know. Um, and I think the iPad one's the same. Is it the iPad one the same way or is it more like the website? The iPad, I believe, is more like the website. I believe I can go in there and, and manage it. I'll have to pull it up here to see. Now, yeah, I noticed that myself. I, I, I would like to be able to do that. I don't know why they didn't put that feature in. I wonder but. if they did it be, to not compete with the 50 billion other Netflix queuing applications. Now, I do have Phone Flicks, which allows me to, in essence, do that. And, yeah. I, and I think I may have even paid for it. or Yeah, I think I did. I think I had to pay for phone flicks uh, that allows me to manage my DVD queue. But uh, anyway, Netflix on the... Uh, uh, yeah, no, on the on the iPad, it is confirmed you can manage your okay, disk cool. queue. But on the iPhone app, it is surprisingly missing. I'll tell you what, the, the iPhone app's really nice, man. I was I, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, this is this is sweet. So... You know, Netflix said it was going to come out this summer, and uh, they kept their promise. Good for them. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, Twit just came out with a new iPhone slash iPad application that I'm very excited about. Um, it is the one that is Twit uh, brought to you by or via MediaFly. Oh, really? Yes, it is. Really I haven't tried cool. it yet. Now, I had been using uh, something called TwitPad, which was just for the iPad, and right. uh, it had the you know the live video. And it has the chat room and the calendar and all that other features and functionality. But I, I rarely have time that I want to catch something live. I think live is so 1990s. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry to you guys in the chat room. I love you guys. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the thing is, though, is I, I don't want to just jump in halfway into a, a thing. I want to start from the beginning. But basically what it does is it gives you the availability. You open it up and, and all of their video, all of their audio is a, at least not all of it, but maybe the five most recent or 10 most recent or 15 most recent episodes of all their content is available and you can stream it or download it, I think. And uh, this is Twit specific or is it all just... All Twit specific. Oh, that's cool, man. Because I've got Mediafly on my system and it's actually really nice. Yeah. The, but it, there's just too much stuff. It's yeah, like, ugh. The, this one is cool. Check it out. Twit by, you know, via Mediafly or whatever... It's a really great application done extremely yeah. well. And uh, Leo Laporte, I want to say congratulations to you guys over there. And I, I aspire to hopefully get some things like that in the in the future. You know, when we're making big time bucks from all this podcasting that we do. Yeah, no doubt, man. Sweet. It's a it's an inspiration to us all. Exactly. Hey, I hear <laughs> there's a Apple event. When is September 1st? See, yeah, next Wednesday, man. It's like it came out of nowhere. Dude. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, their annual, you know, probably their annual iPod event. Uh, John Gruber, Jerry Fireball said, expect uh, to see an iPod touch with a retina display, a front and back camera with FaceTime. So basically an, I, an iPhone 4 without the phone. Wow. Yeah. And uh, possibly iTunes cloud streaming. Yeah. And um, the iTV. Which well, we've I, talked about before, and it looks like it might run iOS. It's going to run iOS four. It looks like it might be ninety nine dollars. But the big question is: is will it run apps? And if it does, Cliff, it's going to be awesome. Yes. Well, here I, I just want to say two things here. First and foremost, if they have an Apple iPod, if it has the Retina display, which by the way, the Retina display is just a bonus feature. But if it has that, that's cool. So cool. However, if it has both front and rear camera, and we'll do FaceTime. I know three kids who are getting iPhone or iPod touches for Christmas. That would be a heck of a gift. I will all three. And I'm talking about my five year old, 
my eight-year-old and my 10-year-old, all three of them, actually Matt will be nine, but uh, and Megan will be 11. But anyway, um, but all three of them will have iPod, brand new iPod touches if they, they do all of that and they stay at the 199 starting point. That's sweet. There's also, man, that's, you're such a good dad. Well, I, I, you know, I want my kids to be up to date with the technology, my friend. Well, there's also uh, talk that they're really going to be showing off um, the whole game, something or other, whatever they, whatever that's called, the uh, game center, ga- game room or game center. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing this, uh, you know, this um, during this talk. And that's cool, man. I, I want the ability to be able to, uh, you know, play games with my friends. I like the achievements. I play a lot of games on, on my iPhone and on my iPad. It's actually I, I'm more, those those see more action than my Xbox has in the past you know, three months. So what time is this going to happen on uh, Wednesday the first? I think it's one o'clock. One o'clock uh, our time. Uh, yes, which, which is means Eastern I time. will be. Uh, yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll be in the chat room. Very cool. Along with uh, anybody else that wants to be there. GSPN. My, now, see, my my buddies and I, we all uh, we all set up a separate chat room and uh, and discuss things. Nice. But that's a bunch of ex Apple guys. So you know who? No, no one probably wants to hang out with us. So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of cussing happens in that channel because <laughs> we're all like sailors. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm pretty excited about this. The Apple, the iTV. I've heard some great things about this. Uh, the idea of having applications for TV networks where I could maybe buy a subscription to just the Disney Channel application and just the, you know, you know, whatever the Food Network application the sci-fi channel net application and the USA application. Uh, and then I could actually, you know, decide at random at will to, mm-hmm. to either, you know, unsubscribe or resubscribe to any of them whenever I feel like it. I'm really liking this. Well, they're also saying 99 cent uh, TV show rentals, which if you think about it, okay, let's see a season is 28 episodes, 30 episodes. Tw- yeah. 20, 24 is about the average on a network show. Uh, any, anywhere between 12 to 18 on a cable show and even less on some shows like HBO, I think has a couple shows that are only six episodes. Think about that. If you broke down and you know, which, which shows do you watch, you know, like all the time, right? 99 cents per episode. If you did the math, you would, for a whole season of TV, you'd pay for that with like two or three months of cable. Yeah. You know? So I think that might, that might be the, the way to go. And I think, uh, if I was Comcast and, and Time Warner and all that stuff, I would be worried right now. Yeah. I And, and here's the cool thing. At, you know, ITV, I think it'll be great. But here's the only thing I think, the, the only way that I, well, okay. Right now, the only way I would want to adopt that is if they also had those applications as universal. Meaning that I could also pick that stuff up on my iPhone, on my iPad, and my ITV. Yeah, I think I think they would. I, mean, I think Apple would give the 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 developers, the ability to do that, you know, like we're seeing with the uh, iPad apps and iPhone apps, we're not seeing that cross platform. You know, there's a handful of apps that do it, uh, that, that come to mind. Uh, you know, Netflix does it. Pandora does it. Um, you know, not, not a whole lot of games. Well, do, not, not Hulu a lot does of the it. big apps don't do it. Hulu does it now, right? Yes. Hulu does do it. So, I mean, you got the big players in there. You got Netflix, you got Hulu, and, uh, you know, so I, I think that, I mean, I don't mind, you know, yeah, I, I think that these need to be universal apps and I think you need to be able to, I want, I want to be able to take 
you know, if I if I go for a trip to Boston or a business trip or something like that and I'm by myself, I'd like to be able to just pull it up on my iPad and watch what I have available to me because I've paid for it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I'm because because then if you think about it, even even if the if if you look at all a cart and you look at all the different sh- networks that you like, even if it were just a hair more expensive than my digital satellite, but I had the ability to take it with me on my phone. All of these apps were on my phone, and and it was on Stephanie's phone, and and all, and it was on all the kids' iPod, you know, touches and stuff like that. You know, with with the things that I allowed them to have, like the Disney Channel or whatever. I'm telling you, I would be more than willing to pay that, and uh, I'm really excited about the potential here. Yeah, see, uh, it it's awesome, but the thing is, is that the the the, the channels like you know Disney, for example. They don't really want a la carte programming. They want the the cable companies to to buy their whole package because, like me, I, I don't watch Lifetime. I don't watch uh, a bunch of these other channels. You know, I don't watch any sports channels. I don't watch any of the the home and garden stuff, right? Um, and there's a lot of people that don't watch the same kind of stuff I do, like you know the Science Channel, and History Channel, and stuff. I think you know Planet Green and all that stuff. So instead of getting you know so much per subscriber, you know, a buck 50 per subscriber per channel or whatever, you know, the cable companies are going to get, they're going to miss out on a lot of revenue. So some of those niche channels may not exist if we go a la carte. And that's always the fear. So, yeah, well, you've, I mean, everybody's got to figure a way to, to make a market for themselves. And, and you know what, if Disney decides they don't want to do a la carte uh, and everybody else does a la carte, but not Disney, well, guess what, Disney? Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. Oh, I think Steve Jobs wants a la carte. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the deal. I I mean, if anything, what it does is it actually says, okay, you know what? What about the people who are submitting these shows, creating these wonderful, totally awesome ideas to Disney, and Disney buys them, puts them on their network? Well, what you do now is you give everybody the ability to do an application. They don't need Disney anymore to get out to millions of people. Mm-hmm. These people can get, you know, get some little fun, a little bit of funding and say, you know what, we're going to create our own children's program that is, let's just say, hey, I have an idea. Let's just go back several years. And it's like, hey, I have this idea about this little girl, cartoon girl who speaks Spanish, but teaches little kids, you know, how to do this thing. And it's called Dora the Explorer. You know, it's like, I'm going to create an iPhone application. I'm going to give it away for free for the first 30 days and see if anybody likes this and see if I can get some buzz around it. And and it's like, wow, our kids love this. And we watch it on the ITV all the time and, and word spreads. And eventually they say, you know, hey, our, the, you know, the, we, we have a subscription model. If you love this, you know, please consider the subscription. And, yeah. and by golly, the kids love it. And it's like, yeah. And, and I think what it does is it, it gets all that crap off of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the big holdout is going to be NBC, which sadly has uh, the sci-fi channel which has some of my favorite shows on it. Well, here, but see here. Okay. But you're thinking short sighted. If you don't mind me saying no, 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 Uh, what I'm, what I'm thinking here is you're right. Sure. Any, any of the current networks holding out with the current show offerings. Yes. We, this is going to be a disadvantage to us. But in the future, what I'm saying is that totally awesome shows are going to forgo the networks altogether and come straight to us and allow us to buy directly from them. And and eventually the networks will go away. That's the dream. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And of course the the and and I believe the app store the app is the app store the app way shows that there's a way to monetize outside of just advertising. Mm-hmm. And by golly, I wouldn't mind an Apple i i ad if if they even gave it to me for free. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I don't mind, and that's you know my my main problem with Hulu Plus is like, you know, it's ten dollars a month, and there's ads, yeah. and it's only the networks that you know that's TV shows that I can generally would just watch for free on my DVR anyway. I don't mind sitting through it. I wouldn't even mind sitting through a, just a couple more ads to to get the stuff for free, yeah. or even pay. You know, charge me fifteen bucks, give me everything with no ads. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. That's exactly the thing. Uh, Hulu Plus, I'd be a Plus member, Plus subscriber right now. Ten, fifteen bucks a month, either one. I would be a, I would be that subscriber if you take away the ads, or if you leave the ads in, give it to me for free. I am totally right there. Yeah. With see, you. I can still get a better experience on my computer uh, on Hulu because I can watch. You know. Everything, even though it's only the first five, ep- you know, the last five episodes or one, but that's all I really want anyway. I, with TV shows, for me, it's I watch it once and then it's I never watch it again. I, I don't go back and watch, you know, a, a season of this or a season of that again. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just weird. You know, I've never bought like a season of TV shows. Well, I, I've done it for Lost and that's pretty much the only thing. And, and, and I would say there's probably maybe one or two other s- shows that are worth it. Like, I I would do it for maybe like Doctor Who or or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, anyway, I know we want to wrap up here in about five minutes or less. So I have a three minute call from Murray. So let's see how much of this three minutes we can put into the show here. Do it. Hi, this is Murray from New Jersey with a message for help. I got a Mac podcast. I really enjoyed the heartwarming message that uh, someone left last week about how his uh, computer died, and, but he had a time machine backup, and how ultimately he recovered everything through the backup. Well, I have a nightmare story that I thought you might be interested in. I had an iMac, I think it was a G5, that failed due to a power supply issue. Now, I had an external drive time machine backup, and I took the iMac the Apple Store, and they said that they couldn't boot it up, and they would have to format the hard drive. I did not have the external time machine uh, backup with me, and I had told them that I did have a external uh, backup, so that I thought it would be okay to format it. They formatted it, fixed the computer, I go home, and the time machine uh, on the external hard drive had failed too and I guess shame on me because I hadn't realized and it must have happened just in the last week or two that that external hard drive wasn't working anymore and so I pretty much well I had thought I'd lost everything Uh, make a long story short at the end of the day they were able to do a data recovery on the formatted iMac drive because I guess they didn't do one of those full for, um, formatting. So I recovered probably 98% of my files, although I'm sure you know that when you do that, you lose all the metadata or whatever it's called where uh, I didn't have any names of the files or dates on the pictures or, or anything, and I had hundreds of pictures with no um, data on it. Uh, so I did get smart, and I... Uh, now have a brand new iMac and I have a new external hard drive and I have Mosey. Um, so I have the backup in the cloud. And I do have a question. The question is, Cliff, I did hear you talking about your research into online backup solutions and I know you are very high on Backblaze, which I have not done any research on uh, because I have been using Mosey now for like 
six months. And the question is, did you do much research on Mosey? Should Do you think I should be just uh, dropping Mosey and switching to Backblaze? Um, the question is, should I just stand pat, or is there really a, a, a compelling reason to make a switch? Uh, thanks. Enjoying your podcasts. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Murray. Thank you very much. I'm very sorry that you experienced what you experienced, and man, I can't imagine uh, what's a that bummer, would, man. I, what that must feel like. But uh, yeah, I, I guess if you have an external drive that's not working well, you, it is potentially uh, an issue where you might not have a good backup from your time machine. And I wish there was a way that Time Machine could kind of know that. Uh, you would think that they would have something like that in there, but yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, anything's possible. I mean, it, it, it's. I guess it's not completely one hundred percent, you know, fail proof. However, I, I yeah, my my feeling is that you should have your your hard drive in your computer. You should have a USB backup of your drive using Time Machine, and I believe that you should have a cloud backup as well. And I did not do a lot of research on Mosey. Um, I just know that I had heard several people say that they had some uh, slight issues on a latest version of Mosey uh, for the PC. And um, I've heard some other things, some other great things about Mosey. I think for the longest time, they um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Mosey to speak about it. But I know that I did try Carbonite and I signed up for Carbonite and I found out that Carbonite will not automatically back up video files and I do quite a bit of video files uh, especially for my business my, and I'm talking about video files that over the course of the next uh, year to two years is about $40,000 of income kind of videos so I kind of need those um, and yeah. <laughs> and they were saying well we don't back those up because we just assume that that's all your 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 movies and stuff like that and we those are just too big and we figure you got DVD copies or something it's like whatever so, come on Carbonite I want my videos back down. They said, well, you can go in and manually add them. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go in. Every time I create a new video, hmm, several a week, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go in. It's like, do you know how long it's taken me to get to get around to my to-do list to where I'm adding a backup in the cloud? Uh, it's it's only been a year and a half since I've been thinking about it. And uh, so I asked some other people around there. Mosey was something people told me I should look into. Uh, but Backblaze was another one. And I went in and I looked at Backblaze and I was really impressed for five bucks a month. It backs up everything and will also back up USB attached drives with the exception of a, it will not do a time machine backup drive. Uh, but that makes sense. Who would want to back up a backup? Well, maybe you would. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my Backblaze preference panel right now which is currently uh, on pause so that Chris can hear me and it doesn't eat up all my bandwidth for Skype. Yes, that's good. Uh, but I will tell you this, it's marked 281 gigabytes for backup to the cloud and get this, it's been going for about three weeks now and I only have 34 gigabytes left to back up. So in 34 gigabytes, I will be completely black backed up into the cloud including all my videos. How's that feel? Does it feel nice? It feels really nice. As a matter of fact, I was showing a client yesterday via GoToMeeting, and I was I was actually showing him my entire 2,300 podcast episodes in the cloud. It's <laughs> a lot. It is awesome to know all of those. I mean, it's in the actually all 2,300 episodes of my content are in the cloud twice. Once on Libsyn and once on, on Backblaze. So I'm feeling really good right now. Well, there you go, man. 
Hey, Chris, I thank you for all of your time and energy. Uh, I hope that you have a wonderful day finishing up some video projects you're working on and and uh, that you have a very successful and enjoyable meeting off-site today. <laughs> Thanks. Should be hair-raising. <laughs> very cool. Chris, anything else you want to share, man? Uh, No. Hey, if people want to hire you to do video work uh, or to check out some of your video work, tell them about that. Yeah, just go to my website. It's biting.org at B-E-I-T-I-N-G dot O-R-G. And I actually just bought a new domain. Uh, it's just my full name. Very cool. But I haven't done anything with that yet, so don't don't go there. Awesome. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. We'll be back again next week where we'll probably be talking about some new Apple products. Yes. Until then, we encourage you to join the community. 